you ever wished you could just grab coffee with a top leader in your direct sales company and pick her brain about all the things? Well, you're in luck. My name is Tiffany Spees. Welcome to Directly Different, the podcast where I have conversations with top direct sales leaders and ask them to share what they're doing differently to help them achieve success in their businesses. Direct sales doesn't have to feel spammy or gross. You can absolutely find success in your business by doing things a different way. I want you to feel empowered and inspired to be, well, different. Welcome to the show. Hello and welcome to another episode of Directly Different. I have such a treat for you today. I had the pleasure of chatting with my friend, Stephanie Van Ness, a leader and longtime consultant with Lemongrass Spa. If you're with Lemongrass, you absolutely know Steph. She's probably in your camera roll somewhere because she just loves to photobomb every chance she gets. She also makes random appearances in an inflatable dinosaur costume. It's pretty much guaranteed a fun time if Steph is around. If you don't know her, you'll feel like you do after hearing our conversation. We talked about how humor helps her connect with others, and then we take kind of a sharp pivot and talk about her journey with COVID last summer. Her story is emotional, but it is also full of hope. During this time, she not only kept her business going, but thriving, all because she had a strong follow-up system in place. If you need some motivation for establishing systems in your business, or maybe you just need a laugh today, then this episode is for you. Well, hello, Stephanie. Thank you so much for being a guest on Directly Different. I am so honored to chat with you this week and can't wait for everybody else to get to know you as well as I do. So to start off, will you tell us a little bit about you and your family? Sure. Thank you for having me. You're, I think you're kind of a glutton for punishment by asking me to come talk to you <laughs> because, because we're a little unscripted here and that's fun. That makes yes. it fun. But, um, so yeah, Tiffany and I, we know each other through lemongrass. Um, I am a stay-at-home mom and I actually had lemongrass before I had children. And so, uh, they got to be lemongrass babies and grow all the way up through, through, um, through their teenage years now, um, with me being with lemongrass and, well, let's see, my husband is, uh, he's retired army. We just retired. He retired, uh, September, 2020. And so that was a huge part of our life for basically like the first 16 years of our marriage. Um, but now we're, we're past that and navigating life outside of the military. Yes. And we're, and you guys live in Iowa, correct? Yes. Eastern Iowa, right along the Mississippi river. Yes. And you've been with lemongrass for, like you said, before kids. So for a very long time, and you're going to celebrate how many years this year? October will be 18 years for me, which is completely insane. I can't (laughs) believe that because first of all, if you saw Stephanie, you'd be like, there is like, did she join when she was like 23? I don't know. It's you. And then joy black and Jill Mm -hmm. Brenny, like you guys have been in the company for so long. And I am always blown away by (laughs) your youthful, like lemongrass has kept you all young. And I love that. (laughs) Yes. It was like, we can all say we look like we're 29 because of lemongrass. Yes. Yes. It is so true. It is so true. And so, yeah, having teenagers like that's, yeah, you must've been 
10 when they were born. I don't even know. It, that's what I tell people. <laughs> you just defy the odds everywhere you turn, right? <laughs> I try to, I don't like to fit in anybody's box. So yes, yes. You definitely have achieved that for sure. <laughs> so like you said, you guys are adjusting to post military retirement. How has that been? Well, I thought once the military no longer owned my husband that I'd see him more oh. and I get to do more with him, <laughs> but everybody loves him and he's super handy. And so he gets to spend his time, um, volunteering for different ministries and helping them build different building projects and stuff. And so he is absolutely loving it. And I feel like I don't see him as much, <laughs> but it's, it's amazing. When you're military, when you're a lifer with military, it just owns you um, and you get used to that lifestyle and um, to not have to worry about uh, the phone ringing and him having to pack up in five hours and scooch to whatever they tell him to do has been fantastic. Like we get to plan family vacations and we don't have to ask for permission first. <laughs> mm. So it has been it has been amazing. It's fun to, um, kind of my goal, my big goal, like years ago was to be able to retire my husband and he and him not have to work after he retired. And so we're getting to live that out now. And, um, it's so rewarding. It's super, super rewarding. So that's amazing. Well, thank you both. Well, your whole family, really thank you all for your service to our country. It's seriously such a privilege to know people like you who care so much about America that you would give up your lives basically to, to serve our country. So we appreciate you so much. It, it is an honor. It's a fun, it's a fun and challenging life, but I wouldn't have changed it for anything. That's great. So how did you get started with, with direct sales with lemongrass spa? Well, that was the military as well. <laughs> um, my husband was at basic training and, uh, so I, you know, we didn't have any kids yet. I was working at a daycare and one of my best friends at the daycare was single. And so her and I were like, well, let's just hang out and do all the things. And hanging out meant like watching friends re rewinds our friends episodes, like in our apartment, in my apartment. And, uh, one day I was living um, away from my family and I had like a second set of parents. They were kind of like my, my second parents, my Colorado parents. And, uh, I got a, an invite to a spa party where we were going to soak our feet. And I'm a tomboy. I am not a spa person. And my friend was a spa person and she was like, oh my gosh, we have to go. It's going to be so fun. We'll soak our feet. And I was like, I no, I don't want to go. And she's like, please. And on the little invite card, it said, bring a friend and you each get a free gift. And she's like, look, look, we'll both get a gift. <laughs> I was like, okay, fine. And so we went and it was just the neatest experience because it was a room full of women who just let their guards down and they relaxed together. And when the consultant who was new with lemongrass, because lemongrass was new, I mean, they were less than, less than two years old at that point. Um, she had said that was a ground floor business opportunity and it was a, a job that you could work on your own parameters. And that's what clicked with me because my husband was see that was September, um, early October. And my husband was getting out of basic in November and we were moving wherever the army was going to put us. And I needed a job that could go with me because I wasn't going to be able to find a job everywhere we moved. In fact, we moved 18 times in 12 years. Oh so my like, goodness. You can't find a job that fast no. and reestablish yourself just to pack up and move again. So 
it just dawned on me that I was like, this is a job that I could make work wherever I'm at. So I called the phone number on the back of the catalog and it was Heidi, Heidi and Brian Lee's home phone number. And I was like, um, hi, I'm just curious about lemongrass. And she goes, we were living in Colorado time. And this was while lemongrass was all still in the least's family basement. And uh, she goes, why don't you come up to my house? I will show you everything. We make it all in the basement. And I turned to my friend and I was like, if this is some crazy lady who's luring me to her basement to like off me, you're coming with and we're going to die together. (laughs) And so I did. I brought her up and we went and we toured the basement. And of course, if you guys know Heidi and Brian, that is the complete opposite of like who they are. They're so kind and caring and, and love to pour into people. And it was just the perfect fit from the get go. And and joined right there and away we went. So I guess that's a long way to say I joined out of necessity for a mobile job. <laughs> I love that. And that seems like a really elaborate scheme <laughs> to pull off, to pull yes. off uh, kidnappings and things. So right. I'm glad that you were proved wrong, but sometimes, you yeah. know, our minds, they yeah. go crazy, right? <laughs> yes. I was like, mm, I'm just not playing this game. <laughs> <laughs> yes. And right. I love hearing the stories from you guys who were, have been around since the very, very sweet beginnings of the company where you went to their house, picked out your own consultant Mm. kit, pulled the products from their shelves. And you know, her mom's there making the products seriously. It's like a, it's like a fairy tale, almost like a really sweet fairy tale. I love it so much. One of my favorite memories is watching. Yeah. Heidi's mom, Karen walk down the stairs with a muffin tin from their kitchen oven, full of our little massage bars that had just been melting. So (laughs) It was, it was, love it. It was adorable. Yes. Yes. And there's still that feel to the company Mm -hmm. too, even though it's been, it'll be 20 years this year and that the company has been around and I still feel that, you know, homemade homegrown, you know, family atmosphere. I love it. It's great. Yeah. Loyalty is one of my key values just in life. And one of the reasons I have stayed loyal to Lemongrass for 18 years is though they've grown to be a multi-million dollar company, the heart of the company has not changed. Yeah, it is solid. And that is one of the things that impresses me as well is just, uh, how consistent and solid and it's just familiar. And it's, it's so appreciated that it's just, it has stayed steady through this entire time, which I love. Okay. So Steph, you are known around these lemongrass parts as <laughs> <laughs> kind of like our resident photo bomber. Um, mm. you like to bring shenanigans, sprinkle in the <laughs> shenanigans wherever you might be. And I've attended conferences and trips and retreats with you. And you, you get me every time, honestly, like <laughs> every time I go home from a conference, uh, there's several pictures of stuff. And then after everybody gets home, there's almost an album. Like, I think we've set up albums before where like Facebook photo albums of just everybody's pictures from their phones that had (laughs) stuff in them when she grabs people's phones, takes pictures. And you have this thing that you do where where you, where you will grab somebody's phone, take some pictures, and then you'll go to that person and be like, here, let's take a selfie. And then you'll hand the phone back. You seriously get me every time. I don't know how you do it. (laughs) So you are definitely our resident funny girl. And I appreciate that because I love humor. Humor is honestly like one of the ways to my heart. Well, probably the way to my heart. And so I feel a kindred spirit with you. (laughs) So have you, have you always been like the funny one or has like, has humor always been a really big part of your life as well? My family just has a very good sense of humor. So growing up, we laughed a lot. I think my own individual sense of humor kind of came with confidence 
and growing in who I was. Um, and I actually have a, uh, I'll give you a secret and okay. it's, it's a, it's kind of a serious reason okay. on why there's humor, but I love using humor as a tool to break down people's walls. This industry and just life in general is all about relationships and people, all of us, because of whatever reason, we all have walls put up to protect ourselves in various different avenues. Some have more walls than others. Some walls are in completely different areas than others. Um, And it's just our coping mechanism. And I feel like humor is one of the things that lets people just let their guard down and they can smile and they can laugh and they don't feel so self-conscious when they see somebody else making a complete fool of themselves. (laughs) (laughs) But it is actually, it's very intentional. I work with teenagers, um, been in the youth ministry for 12 years and um, humor is something I use there as well, especially with teenagers, they get really self-conscious and everything is about appearance. And when they can see somebody who completely does not care <laughs> if they look like a fool, it starts to break down those walls faster. And, and when walls are broken down, genuine relationships can be built. So there is like, there's some intentionality behind my craziness, um, but it is still true to who I am. You know, I, I wouldn't take somebody who has a very serious internal personality and tell them, Hey, the only way you can break down walls is to be funny. That's not true to who they are. But I do think all of us possess something that's unique in our personalities that help other people feel comfortable. And when you can really unlock what that is to help people feel uncomfortable and to help them break down their walls and you utilize that in an authentic way, genuine relationships are built. And that is, I mean, that's just at the core of who we are and the desires that we have. So, so yes, I love being silly. I love poking my head in the background of people's pictures and making people laugh. Um, but there is some intentionality just to say, Hey, be you, be authentically, you have fun. Don't take yourself too seriously, but, uh, yeah, there's, so yeah, there's my little secret. It's out for the world. And I think that's really powerful because like you said, it doesn't have to be humor, but if you can find some aspect of your personality that just really connects with others, that will take you a long way and it will help you, especially in the social selling business, because it is all about relationships. So while you are our resident funny girl and we appreciate you so much and humor, like I said, is just such a a huge part of my life. And it just, it really does speak to me. And, uh, I love the secret that you shared about, you know, just really discovering your superpower of being, you know, funny and using that to your advantage. You had a huge trial in your life this past year. Will you share a little bit about what happened? Yeah. So I contracted COVID, um, in August, uh, and, in, in true Stephanie fashion, I didn't think I was as sick as I was and um, was just like, I'll be fine. I'll be fine. I'll just drink more water. <laughs> and it was COVID pneumonia is what it did. It ended up impacting both of my lungs. Um, one lung was completely filled and the other was about 75% filled and fought it at home for about two weeks. And my oxygen, I just remember could not, I could not breathe well. And one, one day my husband was like, Stephanie, your, your lips are purple. Mm-hmm. Your cheeks are purple. Something's really wrong. And I was like, I'll be fine. I'm okay. You know, at least I feel all right. And 
come to find out um, later on, I found out that I was in the euphoric stage of hypoxia. So like when you suffocate, when you're suffocating, um, and they've, they've studied this, like on airplanes that lose the pressurization as the oxygen levels go down, people actually start to get this, like, everything's good. Everything's fine feeling. And that's where I was. I was like, I feel fine. I made myself a smoothie. I mean, I hadn't eaten, like I hadn't eaten for two weeks. I still made a smoothie. I didn't eat any of it, but I made a smoothie. So in my mind, I was okay. <laughs> but a good friend of mine quick rushed over one of those pulse oxes that you like take your oxygen levels with. Steven, I didn't know what those numbers were supposed to be. So here we are literally Googling, what does 50% oxygen mean? <laughs> and and um, come to find out you're not supposed to really operate under 90%. So mm. called the doctor. The doctor was like, oh no, that must be her pulse, you know? And, and she's like, mm, no, this is her oxygen. And then things went crazy from there. In fact, I remember him hanging up the phone and, uh, cause they were like, call an ambulance immediately and tell them to bring oxygen. And, uh, we kind of looked at each other. We're like, are we ready for this? And I remember him asking me that I'd be like, it'll be fine. They'll come give me some oxygen. I'll be back tonight. That's kind of my mindset. And, um, the ambulance couldn't keep my numbers up. So they, I guess they have different levels that they transport people at in different emergency situations. And they transported me at the highest uh, emergency level. The um, emergency room couldn't get my numbers up. The emergency room didn't have room for me in the hospital. So they ended up airlifting me to the nearest hospital that had room, which was an hour away. And everyone, everyone was so panicked and so like, somber and um I didn't I don't do well with somber I don't do, do well with serious and so I was taking selfies <laughs> with, with all these oxygen masks all over my face and I thought I looked like a fighter pilot so I was sitting there doodling doodling a little fighter pilot helmet on my own selfies and stuff and sending it to my family just be like oh look at me haha and um and then ironically I got to fly in an airplane or a, a, a helicopter <laughs> And when I got to the ICU at the hospital and they, they started asking me the do not resuscitate questions. They started asking me, what are your final wishes? And I was like, wait, 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 stop. (laughs) This is crazy. And uh, the next day found out just how sick I was. um, And they did not expect me to come out of the hospital is basically what they were telling me. They're like, be prepared to say your final goodbyes. And uh, it was insane. And they, it sounds morbid, but they did it in a really firm, but kind way. Um, they needed me to realize just how sick I was and everything stopped. Like everything that I had been working with every, all of the details, all of, of, all of life just stopped in that moment. And it was, um, it was pretty serious to where I had to sit and you, you sit and you're all alone in these rooms for hours on hours on end. And you just, you don't have anything. I didn't have, I didn't bring a cell phone charger. I didn't bring a book, I didn't bring anything. And you just sit and you reflect. And, um, my faith is the biggest part of me. And so I prayed and I prayed and I prayed and God, um, he carried me in the most unique way the hospital, I mean, the, the, the little things that he provided along the way were just amazing. The hospital that they transferred me from was a no visitors hospital. The hospital that I went to allowed my, me to have one visitor. And that was my husband. And he drove out every single day to spend eight hours, 10 hours, however long he could sitting by me as I just sat there and 
breathe. Like that's literally what I did. I would sit there and breathe. <laughs> and, um, and the medical team was amazing. And they just, they poured into me as a person. There was never any political propaganda, like all the stuff that swirls around us in the media, none of that was there. And it was just amazing. And, um, the outpouring of support from lemongrass, you guys, when you get into a company or into a community that supports you in such a deep way, when you need that community, they're there for you. And, um, I remember the day that the doctors told me that I probably wasn't walking out of that hospital. Um, I remember texting Steve and just being like, I need an army. And I was like, that's the only way that I'm going to get through this is I just need an army of prayer. And he's like, you got one. And it did. It was within moments that I was getting messages. In fact, that first day that Steve got to come, we spent four hours reading through messages, texts, Facebook messages, Facebook um, comments and everything. And it was just people pouring out the, I'm here for you. Let's please pray. You know, people were like, what can we do for your family? You know, cause my parents were having to take care of the kids while Steve was, you know, getting them to and from school while Steve was with me in the hospital. And I don't even remember the numbers anymore, but I want to say it was something like uh, the prayer chain just spread and it was, see like 16 different countries represented in prayer and it was it was astounding to watch community come together in support and I guys I want to say like 80 80 percent maybe 75 percent of that was my lemongrass sisters and sh them sharing my story and um God just used this sisterhood in such a powerful way it if I needed any more solidify or uh, I don't even know what that word's called. Uh, more affirmation. <laughs> I'll say any more affirmation that this was the right place to be, that this company is the right place to be. That was that was it. I didn't need the affirmation, but I got even more of it. So, and um, so I won't leave you in a cliffhanger. <laughs> Ten days later, uh, I walked out of the hospital completely, and you know it. It was uh, August twenty third was my first day in. That was the ambulance day. And then uh, September 2nd was the, the day I walked out of the hospital. And then um, October 10th, my lemongrass anniversary, October 10th, the pulmonologist said, I cannot explain what has happened to your lungs, but you are completely healed. And so that was, and we said, I shooed the little oxygen tank off my front porch, took pictures of it saying, see ya. <laughs> and uh, yeah, that was, so that was my um, fall of 2021. <laughs> But, but yeah, it was, it was a ride. I'll tell you what. <laughs> yes. And I, I remember hearing about what had happened. They're like, Steph's in the ICU. I'm like, what, what, who? <laughs> Not Stephanie. There's no way. <laughs> sure enough. And then you, you really did. You did such a great job. I, after hearing that, especially, I don't know how you mm. were able to, you know, keep up with keeping everybody updated on what was going on. And you, you, you did use humor through that just to keep it light. And I appreciated that. We all appreciated that. You didn't need to do that. You could have been like, guys, this is bad. <laughs> you, were, you were just so hopeful. That's what, that was the mm -hmm. thing too. You had a lot of hope in your updates and there were so many of us, I mean, all of us were praying for you. And so, yeah. so grateful to hear such a positive ending to your story, because yeah. I know that not everybody has such a positive ending yes. and it was, it's truly been 
an encouragement to me to see that huge answer to prayer in your life. And like you said, to see a a whole community come together and Mm -hmm. just, you know, support you guys any way we can from afar has been, you know, that's, that is what is, you know, a huge benefit of direct sales is absolutely that you are plugged into once you are part of that part of that company. So thank you so much for sharing that. I'm sure that is not an easy story to tell and (laughs) it's probably full of emotion still. And I'm so thankful that you are doing so much better. And I know that it's probably been a slow return to normal life, even months later, but I am grateful that, that you are, that you're here and you're spreading your light and humor still. (laughs) So while you were going through this crazy time, Mm -hmm. you still had a business to run. I mean, that was absolutely the least of your worries, but, (laughs) (laughs) but you still kept it going. And in Mm -hmm. fact, fast forward, like this is the kind of like the end of the story. Mm -hmm. You ended up earning an all-inclusive vacation. I mean, like this was like during this trip incentive period, like how in the world did you keep (laughs) your business, not just afloat, but thriving Mm -hmm. during this crazy time? That is a testament to discipline in the good times is what I would have to say that Mm. is like when you're disciplined with your business and you create systems that you run and operate, you guys, that's, that is the only way that my business survived because for six, so we're post six months now, six months was, I don't know what February, I think those six months from being sick, uh, I really did not operate at all the way that I had been before I was sick. Like we were not pumping on all cylinders. (laughs) The biggest thing that I can attribute that to, aside from God's hand of blessing on everything, but uh, one of my favorite parts, one of my favorite systems that I worked hard to develop through a lot of trial and error was a customer follow-up program. I, you know, I, I check in with my customers consistently and a part of that check-in is automated. So while I was sick, working on breathe in, breathe out, (laughs) my automated system was pumping away and it was still keeping my customers in communication and uh, they were still placing their orders. And because, because I've run that system for so long, my reorder business, in fact, when I implemented this, my reorder business doubled and it continues to grow um, when, I got cons- when I got intentional about my customer follow-up system um, because that was a pattern and a habit that we have developed within you know, me and my customer base. They just knew, like they knew exactly what they were supposed to do to get their stuff. They knew they didn't have to bother me to get it ordered. Um, And those reorders kept my business afloat. And that's not something you can just regurgitate on a dime. You know, I can't be like, oh, I'm sick today. Hey, customers go order. You know, that has to be something that you implement um, and maintain. And that's why I say discipline in the good times kind of carries you through the tough times when you can't be disciplined. I had no choice. Like, it's like God stripped me of all things. And I was like, here is your focus. This is what you're doing right now. And uh, so because of the diligence previously that carried my business through, thank heavens, because you're right. It was not on my mind. It was not like, oh, am I going to hit my minimums this month? Mm -hmm. That's not what I was thinking about. Mm -hmm. So so yeah, that, that is probably my biggest like business tip for you guys is to, while, while you can get in there and, and start to be diligent. 
Yeah. If that's not a wake up call to start getting systems in place for anybody listening, I don't know what is, because I mean, that could happen to anybody, any mm. kind of medical emergency could happen at any time. Yeah. So what do you use for your customer follow-up automation? Yes. I, you guys, I am a project broadcast lover. <laughs> um, this was actually introduced to me from another direct sales lady from a totally different company. I know that people in our industry can often shy away from like, oh, I'm getting invited into somebody else's party for a different company. I do this for my job. I don't want to do it in my free time, but there's so much value in seeing how other people run their businesses for different companies. And um, this lady happened to be from a, a different company and she went to our church. And so her and I would talk business tips often. And she was, she was not a techie girl, but she, um, she was like, I'm learning this new, new program and it's a texting program. And I, and I'm excited about the potential. And I was like, Ooh, I'm excited about the potential too. What is this? And um and just started diving into project broadcast. And it is one of those subscription, you know, once you pay once a month for it, but you can schedule texts to go out and you can text regularly, you know, just like you would normally with a person. And so I use it both ways. I, I automate, you know, just a tiny glimpse into my own personal customer follow-up is I do two weeks. I check in on them two weeks, three months, six months, and 12 months from their order. And if they order again in that time, I pull them out and I start them over again. <laughs> so, um, but that, that system allows me consistent and strategic times to check in with those girls. It also allowed me to set up a very easy automated program to, to send those, those initial contact texts saying, Hey, it's been three months. Hey, it's been six months. You might be running low, you know? Um, but then I can come in and follow up and just make it more personal on a second text. So it still feels like me. Um, that was one thing I didn't want to lose in the automation was making it sound like a robot was talking to them. But yeah, scheduling, learning how to use Project Broad Broadcast to schedule these texts made it, um, made it so easy for me to maintain that I was able to focus on the personal side without having to remember the logistical side of it. So- mm -hmm. And that is what I use. <laughs> yes. And that's a huge part of it is remembering to do it. Mm -hmm. So if you take that off the plate, then like you said, you can spend more time with the personal side of it, which is the part that counts. That's the part yes. that really gets people in, you know? Yes, exactly. And actually I heard about project broadcasts from you. <laughs> I can't remember how long ago, but you had talked about how you were starting to do texting parties and things mm -hmm. like that. And I'm like, Ooh, what's this project broadcast? This seems kind of <laughs> cool. Yes. Yes. I remember I even signed up for it. And I mean, it was months before I actually mm. started implementing it, but it really is easy to use. And they have, I mean, especially now that they've been around for a few years now, they have such a great training program that yes. I mean, literally anybody can use it and their customer. And I've had Jake on the show. I don't know if you, if you heard oh, that. Episode. Neat. No, yes. I didn't get to see that one. He's great. And I, you know, and so many guests have talked about project broadcast. Like it's, it really is a trendy thing, you know, a direct sellers <laughs> yeah. use and it's, it's, they have like the best customer service, like their customer yes. service is unmatched. And that's what I, when Jake was on the show, that's what I kept saying. I'm like, you guys and your customer service, like it's yeah. crazy. It's amazing. I love it. Yes. Yep. And that's, you know, when, when we get to find things like that, that are special, 
it's so much fun to share that within our industry and even outside of our own company walls. I mean, I heard from it from a different company and uh, yeah, it's just, those are the things that pull at our heartstrings. I think, because when you get those personal connections, it's not just, you're not just one person out of 80 million that are using this platform is you're really important to this company and they make you feel like that. Mm -hmm, They sure do. So do you still use, uh, use project broadcast for texting parties or are you mostly just on the customer follow-up? I'm mostly in customer follow-up. That's where I use it the most consistently. I have been, I mean, I'm still trying to get my wheels turning back into parties again, since being sick. That's been, um, something that's been on the slower side. And, uh, you guys know in, in this industry or in any industry, really when it is easier to keep the ball rolling than it is to start the ball rolling. And I feel like in some avenues, I'm at that start the ball rolling again path right now. And yeah, so the texting parties I have not been doing since at least the summer, um, summer of 2021. But, uh, that is, that is one thing that my girls loved. Like I had an entire demographic of girls that just loved receiving little video links on their phone once a day, twice a day. And at the end, um, that personal touch of, Hey, I am here to help you get exactly what you want. So, you know, use me as a tool. That's what I'm here for. So yeah, it's still, I think it's still a very viable option and it's, it's a media that, or a platform, you know, texting is a platform we all use. It's all second nature for us and you don't have to have special apps to do it. So I still think there's a lot of value in it, but to be completely honest, it has been a little while since I have done a texting party. (laughs) Now, do you use it to keep in contact with your team? Yes. Mm. So they have a fun, um, like birthday and anniversary automated part of your, of their, um, their platform. And so I use that. I send out birthday texts to my team and then I send out uh lemongrass anniversary texts. It's, it's your anniversary. So I get to do that with them. I have an entire notebook. It's a, kind of like a brain dump notebook, but it's my, it's more of like ideas that I want to flesh out one day. And, um, I would, well, on that notebook, on that list, one of the things is my own new consultant training system where they're getting daily encouraging texts, like little miniature challenges from me. Hostess coaching can be done on project broadcast, any sort of consistent, like monthly specials or, um, reminders for, uh, conference calls. I mean, anything, anything can be scheduled on there that helps to remind them and helps me to, um, be able to build relationships with, with my team, with my hostesses, with my customers. There's, I mean, the sky is the limit. If you can, if you can figure out the logistics on how to make it work, you can make it work. <laughs> mm-hmm. And they're coming out with new features every month. It seems like yes, it's just getting yes. better and better. It's well yeah. worth it for sure. Absolutely. So Steph, if somebody, you know, maybe they aren't ready to jump into learning a new platform, which I get it. I mean, there is, there is for sure a learning curve with project broadcast, but if you're willing to stick it out there, it's all the resources are there and it's, it is Mm -hmm. very simple to learn. If I can learn it, somebody else can learn it too, you know, (laughs) (laughs) but I get that maybe, you know, someone might not have like the mental bandwidth to take that on right now. (laughs) Mm -hmm. What is your advice to somebody if they don't have a customer follow-up system? Like what can they do 
right now that can get them started on a customer follow-up system. Like you said, you're, we're practicing that discipline in the good times. So what can they do Mm. right now to get that started and rolling? So that way they can implement that and have it rolling in case something were to come up and they didn't have access to, you know, a regular business. Yes. So my advice is to use a platform that you use in your everyday life. So if you are a pen and paper type of person, then create a pen and paper um, system that can be as easy as using your calendar. And when somebody orders, you go put their initials on the corner of two weeks out from their order, three months out from their order, six months out from their order and 12 months out from their order. And you know that on that day you're contacting, you know, TS, Tiffany, I know that's who it is. And so you, you're going to follow up with them and you have that on your, your calendar that you look at every single day. It can be as simple as that. Um, I, before I found project broadcast, I swear I tried about 18 million different forms to make my customer service work. And, uh, I had done the calendar way I had done index cards that like they, they come with like index dividers that are like January, February, March, April, each customer got an index card and I would move them to, okay, they ordered in April. So now they get moved to, let's see what July that's three months out. So in July comes, I grab those index cards. That's who I'm following up with this month. That's one way you can do it. The reminders app. If you use an iPhone, I'm not an Android person, so I'm sure that there's an Android version, but you can set reminders at three months out or to, you know, call Tiffany and say every three months, you're going to remind me to do this. And it will do that. Um, That's a little bit, that's kind of like your medium. You're on your phone anyway. It's a little more techie than a piece of paper, but it's also not an entire automated system like project broadcast there. What, you know, what do you use naturally in your everyday life to help you remember things? whether that's a paper calendar, uh, on your phone, whatever it is, start there because you're naturally already there. It's a program that you're already familiar with. And then you might fail. You guys give yourselves permission to fail and then figure out what you need to change. Do try another thing. I, like I said, I mean, okay. 18 million is a little bit exaggerated. (laughs) It was probably more like seven, seven different systems that I tried and they just weren't clicking right. And so I'd try something different and it wasn't clicking right, but I didn't give up um, because I knew how important this was. So that, you know, when I eventually found the system that worked for me, I stuck with that one. And that's the one that I've been using. Mm -hmm. So great. So now when somebody orders from you, do you, and I'm asking this kind of for my, my own reference, when somebody orders, do you, uh, do you go through your orders, you know, at the end of the day or end of the week, and then kind of start them in the process of the follow-up or how do you get them into that? Yeah. For my own sanity, I don't sit there and watch for orders to come through. So it's kind of like a once a week check. It's like, okay, everyone who ordered this week, they're getting entered into my system. They'll get two weeks, three months, six months, and 12 months starting today. You know, like um, it's not necessarily built on their exact order date and time, but it's the same week. So mm-hmm. we're in the, uh, the approximate range. Um, so yeah, check it, check it once a week and start them off in their, in their rotation to get followed up with. Love that. And I love too, that, I mean, that's something that is consistent on their end too. So they know they're going to hear from you. They know that you're not just going to ghost them, you know, like, (laughs) Oh, thanks for your order. Bye. You know, they know that you are going to be in touch with them 
if they have questions or need replacements, mm. that happens. They have something arrived damaged. You know, you're checking in with them. Yes. But you did that. You did it before. You did it before they mm. ordered. <laughs> you set that up. Exactly. Yeah. It's, it's our our relationship with our customers are long term relationships. Mm-hmm. It's not a one night stand. It's you know <laughs> we're not just getting their order. We got their money. Thanks. See you later. We'll never talk to you again. It is building relationships. And, um, you know, the movies always show us the distraught girl who never got the phone call back from the boyfriend, you know, from the first date. We don't want to leave people like that. We want them to know that we're invested. We're not just here to, to get their first order and then never talk to them again. Mm-hmm. So, and especially in skincare, people don't necessarily know how to use their products or what order they should use their products. So you coming in to make sure that they receive their products also gives you a platform to remind them how to use them. And that's just good customer service. And really, if you think about it, any time that you invest into good customer service is going to pay itself back, you Mm -hmm. know, maybe not even a monetary form or in orders or whatever, but it just strengthens that relationship. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Well, thank you so much, Steph, for being on the show. Oh my goodness. This has been a really great conversation. I know it went from, you know, laughing and talking about how funny you are to like a really serious topic. I know we kind of pivoted in the middle there, (laughs) but it's all part of your story. It's part of your journey and truly who you are is just so special. And I'm so grateful that you shared, shared everything with us today. And I, I know that people have really enjoyed this episode. I'm sure they have. I'm I'm speaking for everybody that's listening, but I'm sure those listening are like, yeah, we want to hear more from Steph. So I just appreciate you and who you are and just keep being so funny. Keep us laughing, please. Cause I just look forward to, to any moments I have with you. And so I'm grateful to know you and just for your leadership in our company, just so grateful for, for all of it. And I'm grateful for your story and that it's, it's continuing. And I love that. So thanks again for being on the show and for sharing your story with us. Yeah. Thank you for having me. And Hey, you listeners, you guys, you've got one of the best here talking to you. So you (laughs) perk up with what she says, because I've been here 18 years, almost 18 years. And seriously, she's one of the best. So you're in the right place. That is so kind of you to say, thank you so much, Steph, for being on the show. I'd love to keep the conversation going and I'd love to get to know you better. Join our free community group, the Directly Different Collaborative, over on Facebook. There, you will find like-minded friends from the direct sales industry, and you'll be able to ask questions and get feedback on the things you need help with. You'll find a link to the group in the show notes. One more thing. If you know of a person in the direct sales industry that you look up to and admire, and you've always wanted to just ask them all the questions, I would love to chat with them. Shoot me an email with their name at directlydifferent at gmail.com, and they could be a future guest on the podcast. Thanks, guys.